Welcome back to the Not My Problem podcast with me, Nestle. Today, we actually have a very special guest in the virtual studio. Her name is Lauren Lapid. She's a friend of the pod, a total girl boss, and the amazing, amazing host of Rookies in the Real World. But before we jump into our chat, which is a little bit longer than my normal podcast episodes, but I promise you, it is worth every single minute. It's hilarious. We had such great banter, and we are basically the same. So it is something that I definitely recommend you guys listening to the whole thing. But of course, I wanted to include, you know, a little solo introduction. I wanted to just say thank you guys for listening. It has been, I mean, six weeks. I think this is episode seven. And if you're new here, welcome to the shit show. And if you've been here since the beginning, then I really, really appreciate you guys. It has been so fun recording every week. I actually upgraded my um, a microphone and I decided to like be a big girl and like move away from the USB mic so your girl is doing her thing over here I did some upgrading just because I love this podcast and I just want to grow it so obviously to grow I really want to expand my horizon so you know I invested in some new equipment so that's fun but I just wanted to say that if you guys have not subscribed to this podcast then literally what the fuck are you doing just go ahead do it now we won't talk about it. Just subscribe. And if you haven't left a rating or a review, if you can, please just take the two minutes max that it takes to go on Apple Podcasts, give me my five stars, tell the world how much you love me and love listening to me talk every week. And I would be grace- greatly appreciative. You guys don't know how much it helps. So you taking the time out to do that, honestly, is such a lifesaver for me. So thank you if you do it. And if you don't do it, I hope you do. Today's episode will be everything dating and relationships from the perspective of a new adult. I like to consider myself a sophomore adult because I kind of think I know what I'm doing, but I'm still simultaneously clueless, so we love that for me. But nevertheless, it's a great episode. We go into some nitty-gritty details about my personal life, so disclaimer for the coworkers that could really go without like knowing too much details about my life and like family members if you listen like I warned you this might not be the episode for you it's not too crazy but if you would just like rather be like out of the know then I would just you know maybe not listen but without further ado let's get into today's episode today we have a fantastic guest in the virtual podcast studio her name is Lauren Lapid she's a graphic designer artist and creator She was born and raised in California, but has recently picked up her life to move to New York City to pursue a career in design. And all while doing that, she's also the podcast host of Rookies in the Real World. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that wonderful intro, Nestle. And thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. No problem. I am super excited that you agreed to come on the show. It's like such a big deal for me. And I'm like kind of shook right now, but it's fine. It's kind of a big deal for me. I love your podcast. I was like, I need Lauren on my podcast. Like, she definitely has to be the first, like, fellow podcaster because I feel like we just have the same vibe and we just get it. It's so fun. So we'll keep it real. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I have to prepare the best podcast episode for Lauren. So obviously, we're going to talk about dating because why not? Oh, dating. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be a great time. So before I get started, I wanted you to... Tell a little bit about yourself. I know I gave like the listeners a little bit of an idea, Mm. but who are you? What do you do? And maybe tell us a little bit about your podcast. 
Yes. So, oh my goodness. Well, who is Lauren? I am, like Nestle mentioned, I'm originally from Southern California, but I went to school in DC. Um, and then I ended up in New York City right after graduation last May. I like, can't believe it's already been a year since I graduated. I, it, uh, I'm adulting and it's crazy. And that's kind of what the impetus for my podcast, Rippies in the Real World, came from. I was just going through all these very like life-changing, like big milestones in my life so quickly and I wanted to have a way to a like document that but also b like provide some sort of a resource because there are so many things that I wish I knew before going into like post-grad life and that I'm currently going through and so I just thought it would be a really really fun way to have like the best of both worlds I'm having a blast doing it like keeping track of everything but I'm also so blessed to like have met so many people in the podcasting community and that my podcast has helped so many people figure it out with me. I love that for you. It's your podcast is so good. I listen to it every week. It's great. And I feel like I graduated two years ago. Mm -hmm. Damn, it's been two years. That's kind of wild. And I feel like I'm still trying to figure it out. So I love that. (laughs) I love that we're both like trying to figure our shit out together. And I love your podcast. For sure. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay, so I have some rapid fire questions to get, you know, the listeners to know a little bit about who you are. There are five. Are you ready? Okay. I'm so ready. Okay, first question is, how would your best friends describe you in five words? Oh my god. Okay. Um mom. I am a total mom, so that's one. Um outgoing. I'm like never afraid to like raise my hand. Um romantic. I'm like a very sweet person. Um, let's see, responsible because again, I'm I'm the mom, but I'm also generally I feel like a responsible person, and then ambitious. Okay, we love that. Very similar vibe to me. I'm like, well, I'm not outgoing. I'm like, I'm an introvert, really? but everybody okay. that talks to me tells me I'm not. <laughs> I never expected that from like when we first connected on Girl Boss to like podcasting and Instagram I never would have gotten that vibe because I'm really good at talking to people one-on-one so when I'm with someone one-on-one it seems like an I'm an extrovert but like put me in like a group setting I'm like please don't talk to me (laughs) I know what you mean exactly okay second question best quarantine purchase oh gosh is it sad that like the first thing that came to mind was just like my 36 pack of white claw (laughs) no I I get it (laughs) First of all, like, I didn't know they made 36. It, 36 I don't think I got it from like Wal- like from Costco or something, but I got a big, big, big pack. And that's the first thing that came to mind. Am I an alcoholic? No, maybe. But it's quarantine. Perhaps. I feel like everybody's an alcoholic during quarantine. So like, it's I get it. <laughs> okay. Five o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock every, every hour of the day for me. And that's kind of my mentality. Okay. What's your go-to coffee order? Oh my gosh. So this is actually funny. So I've done two cross country road trips and at every like place that we stop, I always made sure I got the same order so I could compare iced mochas across the country. So I, I always just get an iced mocha now. Okay. So let's, let's assess your iced mochas who had the best one and who had the worst one. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like the worst ice milk you can get is from Starbucks. I don't know why they just really managed to mess that up. I, I can't. I really can't with Starbucks. So like, generally, don't don't get an ice milk from Starbucks. But if you're ever in, um, gosh, I think it's a chain in Missouri. So if you're ever in Springfield, Missouri, 
there is this coffee shop called the mud house and they have such a good ice mocha and they, they didn't make me pay extra for oat milk and I'm lactose intolerant. And whenever a coffee shop doesn't make me pay to have an alternative milk, like they're a winner in my books, but it was so good. We love that for you. I didn't, I, I mean, Starbucks is like, it's like fake coffee. Like it's coffee, so but you can tell that they just like pour a fuck ton of sugar in they it. They don't give a shit. You. <laughs> they don't like, care. Go. And then honestly, like none of them taste the same. Like I feel like you go to one Starbucks and one order is completely different from the other Starbucks. Right. Like I'm not, like I'm sure there are amazing baristas out there at Starbucks. Like I know a few. I'm not, I'm not hating on you guys. I'm just hating on the general experience. It's the, it's the vibe. I love Starbucks. Vibe. My goal, my goal is to live in Seattle, mainly oh, for yeah. Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks, but also I love Seattle. So oh, that. I want to visit. And I mean, the thing is, when I do love Starbucks, but I get iced teas. I'm a big tea drinker Ooh, when it comes to Starbucks. You're a tea, you're a tea drinker. That's I interesting. Oh, okay. We love that. Okay. Next question is celebrity crush. <laughs> I love Chris Pine. That man is like fine wine. He gets better with age. Chris Pine. I He's like old enough to be my dad. Like. Um, <laughs> He was in Wonder Woman. He was Steve Trevor. I've never seen one. Oh <laughs> my. Nestle, we're gonna have to have like a streaming party or something because he is so fine there. Um, he, Chris Pine, we'll have, you'll have to Google it. You'll, you'll recognize him. Oh my gosh, wait. Um, Princess Diaries 2. The guy. That she ends up Diaries too. He, he wasn't that cute back then, but he's gotten way hotter. Okay, I'm doing a quick. Go- oh, I'm into it. I'm it. Yeah, I fine wine. He's he gets better with age. He he is a five course meal. If I'm being completely yes, honest, hundred wow. <laughs> percent. I would devour that in a heartbeat. His middle name is Whitelaw. That's interesting. interesting. <laughs> Whitelaw, Whiteclaw, kind of like the same. Maybe maybe I- it's fate. Maybe he's my it's fate. Maybe you guys belong son. together. <laughs> and then last question is, what's your favorite song at the moment? Oh, oh, that's like really, really hard. But um, this song called Thor, and let me make sure I'm saying who it's by correctly, because I recently discovered this artist. It came up on my Spotify Discover. Oh, I love a good Spotify Discover. Song Thor by Push Baby, and it's so good, and it's so fun. It's like one of my go-to shower songs now. So, ooh, okay. I'm gonna have to add that to my playlist because I've been trying to like find more music to listen yeah. to. Because your girl is just listening to like Billie Eilish on repeat, which is no- okay, there's no, nothing wrong same. with it. There's nothing wrong with it, but it is nice to just spice it up sometimes. Right, exactly. And then like now I've had this newfound appreciation for TikTok songs. I don't like TikTok, but I like the songs. <laughs> that's so a that's- very valid opinion. It's, it's been like the story of my life recently. Okay. So as a part of my podcast, I always do a vibe check, which is essentially, you know, just like reading the room. Have you been in the yes. past week? Any crazy stories? Anything that you want to share? I can go first or go you first, can go first. Sis. Please go okay. first. So it's been, it's been a rough week for me. I've been taking like several L's. Work oh. has been... Work has been fine. I'm just like acknowledging the fact that like there really are dumb adults in the world and there's like nothing I can do about it. Like I'm expecting for me to enter corporate America and then like feel as though I should be learning something from these like people that have been in their careers for 10 to 20 years. I get in meetings. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Why are we here? First of all, this could be an email. (laughs) 
Thank you. This, and that's like my first issue. So I, I'm just taking the opportunity to start like declining meetings. My manager told me that I'm empowered to do so. So I hit them with wow. a firm decline. And I'm like, this, this can be, or I say something along the lines of like, let me know what you actually need in an email and then I'll do it for you because I build reports. I don't need to sit in a meeting with you for you to tell me what you want in your report. Put that shit in an email (laughs) and send it to me. I don't want it. Oh God, I hate that. Or like meetings where it's like, where I feel like we're meeting to discuss what we're supposed to be talking about in another meeting. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Like why, why sis? Like, I don't want, I don't want to do it. So like, exactly. So I took Friday off because I was just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. You have to let me go. And then, so work, that's been work. And then my personal life, there's been this guy that just won't get the hit. And I really just don't know what's wrong with him. So I matched with him on his. I think I'm dead. Because <laughs> I've seen the screenshots. I like matched with him on Hinge. And like he, did we matched a couple, like a couple months ago. It fizzled out because Homeboy was weird. Um. And then now he like refollowed me on Instagram. He keeps talking to me. He keeps calling me like Nestle, Nestle baby, or like some insinuating some type of like chocolate, which is really weird to me. I hate when men do that. I'm like, are you saying this because I'm black or because I'm Nestle or like both? Both? <laughs> like, like how? also not creative. Excuse me. Like not creative. Like come on. Like I've I've heard it all. You quite literally cannot surprise me at this point. So now he like he replies back to my stories as if like I posted this story specifically for him. <laughs> he's living his so, life thinking he's a subtweet. That's what this is. Exactly. So like I posted a story that said you matter and he's like, "Oh, thanks, babe." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? This wasn't for you." The audacity. <laughs> the audacity that these men have. It's wild. So I've I've been dealing with that and like now I'm just chilling this weekend. I did. I ordered some more things on the internet that I probably shouldn't have. My mom's like, she's like, Nestle sis, like, what are you doing? She's like, it's time to pay bills. I'm like, oh no, no, it's not. <laughs> Don't make me pay bills. I have things to buy. Right. Like, uh, what alternate reality are you living in? No, 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 no. Exactly. Like, not, not in this household. We're not doing that. What about you? How's, how's your vibe? Oh wait, I guess oh, for me, gosh. vibe check passed, but. Like wavering because it's really a, it's really a struggle. I think wavering is a very relatable term for me right now. So on Wednesday, I woke up. So I work East Coast hours. I've been displaced to the West Coast, but I still work my East Coast job. Yeah, so I'm up at the ass crack of dawn, right? And I woke up to an email that was sent out at 6 a.m. East Coast time. That was like, it was, it was really well, like I commend my company for what they said. Like it was very well thought out, but it was a terrifying email to wake up to. They're basically like, it's come down to this. Like we've done everything we could, but like we have to lay off a hundred people and furlough a hundred people, like an additional hundred people today, you'll know by two 30. And so it's like, so like, how are you supposed to be productive? Right. After opening and reading this email, I'm like sitting there shaking. I'm like, Oh my God, like I can't afford to get furloughed right now. Like, uh, like panicking. I mean, I, I survived. I'm super thankful. I still have a job. Um, but because of it, I feel like everybody went to like hyperdrive who did make it of like, okay, we need to work even harder and like prove that we deserve to be here. And so like, it just is like crazy. And I'm like, uh, like, we all need to chill. Like, 
Especially but people are like grinding it out because everybody's like terrified. Everyone's terrified, which I get because I was definitely terrified. I'm still like low key, little like shook from it, right? So like that was rough, but vibe check passed because I still have a job, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but in terms of like personal life <laughs> and like dating, okay, I have a few quarantine pen pals here and there, um, but I got like low key catfished by a guy. Um, which I actually told Nestle the story. So his ex, I would say, and I'm like, I'm not trying to put it down. I would say like, we look kind of similar, but I would still say that like, I'm probably better. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like low key. I'm like, okay. Like I, I, I look like a different version of his ex. Right. Um, she's also Filipino, but the kicker, the kicker for me is that she's also named Lauren. And I'm like, what was going through his mind when he swiped right? Like, the th- I have the same, I have the same name. We look kind of similar. We're the same ethnicity. Like, was there not, like, I asked, I was like, is this a red flag? And Nestle was like, yes, <laughs> like, this is a red flag. And then it got even worse because I, like, got low-key catfished because on his profile, so on his profile, he said that he was 5'10", and we were texting, and he was like, by the way, I'm actually 5'7", which, like, okay, fine. Like, I get that there's that stigma, but why would you lie about that and then tell me? I just like what? So he's probably gonna get ghosted, but I just the audacity of like all of it. I just red flags, red flags. Um, that's absolutely not it, right? I feel like that that should be a red flag, right? If a guy like lies about his height, right? Yes, for me, like I can tell the difference between five ten, five eleven, and six foot. Mm-hmm. So. I know, like, when a man tells me he's six foot, I know you're 5'10". Like, I can see it. And then I know when you're shorter than 5'10". Why would you lie? Why would you lie? And that's the thing. From his photos, like, you can tell because, like, not a lot of his photos were him standing. Nothing was, like, in a group. So I was, like, already sussed out. And he was, like, really nice, right? So I, like, messaged him and was, like, wow, you're so sweet. Like, haha, like, what's the catch? Like, am I being catfish right now? What's the catch? And he straight up was, like, yeah, I'm actually (laughs) 5'7". So... So I think, I think his vibe is like, okay, it's quarantine. It doesn't matter. Let me, let me just change it for quarantine season, perhaps. I don't really know. I, I, it kind of blows my mind and like, it makes me feel bad because I feel like there definitely is that stigma these days of like, oh, I want to date like a tall guy or whatever. But like, if he had just been honest about his height to begin with and like, didn't lie, I probably wouldn't be ghosting him right now. You know, because he is like a really nice guy. I don't know. I just, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, on the topic of dating, that's what we're we're here to discuss because you know we love that. So I wanted to start off by saying, like, what's your current relationship status? What's going on with you? I'm single, like very single. Um, so I was dating somebody before quarantine and then we broke up like after Valentine's Day. Um, but it was like long distance, and so like not a lot of my life changed, but then you know, like by the time quarantine got bad, it had been, like, two months, and I was, like, ready to just, like, put myself out there, go on a few first dates, and then now we're all in quarantine and social distancing, so I, like, haven't touched a man since February. I feel like a born-again virgin, but, you know, <laughs> such is life. You. you have you have to, like, power through, because I, I think this is, like, the worst time to, like, go through a breakup, but also, like, kind of the best time, because you can, like, suss people out by talking mm-hmm. to them without the pressure of meeting them, exactly. but then also you're, like, I want human interaction, and, like, now I can't touch a man. 
Exactly. It's like obviously at first, like I like didn't want to like like I'm not the kind of girl that's like gonna fuck a guy on a first date kind of thing. But with the quarantine, I'm just like at this point, I just like really need like physical something. I need something. <laughs> but we want what we can't have because that won't be happening for a while. So quite some time, especially like while well, you're back in California now. Yeah, I'm not trying. I have like my parents here. How the fuck am I supposed to explain to them I'm going on a dick appointment, like breaking social distancing? Like that doesn't work. It's I'm like- going to hang out with the friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're being so strict. I literally only leave the house to like go grocery shopping or like the Starbucks drive-through. Dead ass. Damn. Like I don't think I, I haven't done a social distance date, and even if I do, like go out, I. I go to the grocery store. I'll just go to like Starbucks, but like a really far Starbucks to like a get out the house. Yeah. But like I'm I'm right there with you. I'm I'm not nothing's happening over here. I'm also single as fuck. I've been single for a hot ass minute. I wanna say like, I don't really like I feel like I've been permanently single. Like I've talked to men, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. consider myself having been in any serious relationship. So this is fine. Like quarantine is like whatever yeah. to me. But I'm just, like, bored of talking to these men on that. I'm, like, in general. I'm, like, I don't actually want to speak to you. Yeah, and the thing is, at the end of the day, like, what more is there to say? It's, like, what, what are you doing today? I don't know. It's another day in self, like, self-quarantine. So, nothing. I'm working. Exactly. <laughs> like, I talked to this one guy. I sound like a broken record. Guy. I talked to this one guy, and, like, we were, I think, maybe, like, it's been, like, a month and a half now. And it's just been nothing because we were, like... When we first started talking, it's been like, it was like consistent. It was fine. We were talking about, you know, like the average things. And then we, I'm like really into like, I'll ask you like, what's your tri- childhood trauma? And like, I have no shame. I want to know. Like, I'm really into like asking very oh, deep questions. I respect that. Because I'm not like, I was born and raised in New York. So I hate small talk. And like, that's okay. something that even being like in the South where small talk is like the thing here. The thing. I, it's not, I'm not into it. I don't want to do it. So I will just ask you whatever's on my mind. But even then, I'm like, you could be typing me whatever bullshit you want to tell me right now. That's true. Like, there, that's the thing. That's what I've noticed with, like, the whole, like, online dating in times of quarantine. There's no accountability because it's not like, yeah, it's not like you're planning to see this person. It's not like you can plan to see them. So I feel like it's been very wishy-washy, like, ghosting here, being online here and there. But, like, at the end of the day, if this person isn't going to see you for, like, what, maybe another, like, month or two, like, they could be lying to you this whole time. Exactly. And there's like no stake in it. Like he doesn't live far. But like now we literally don't know when we're going to hang out. And granted, Georgia is like technically open, but like half of Georgia is like, no, it's the shit's canceled. (laughs) We're not going out, which I respect. So me and him are both like that. But now it's like, okay, we talk like every other, not even every other day. At this point, it's like every three days. And it's like 10 messages back and forth. I don't really want to do a Zoom date. He also has, he has an Android. So like, ugh, I don't want to shame, but like. No. <laughs> the first thing that I say, and I'm about to expose myself if any of my quarantine buddies like listen to this, which I really, I really feel like I hope they don't because uh, exposing myself fully. But um, whenever like I get a guy's number off of Hinge um, and I like send that first text, the moment I see it's like blue, my first text to every guy so far has been, thank God you have an iPhone. So unoriginal to each of those boys right now but it's true it's true you literally i need i need to have a blue message i can't live life without it my ex had an android that should have been red flag number one 
like, which is crazy because now I think about it, all of the men that I've like had any sort of interaction with long-term-ish has been, they've been Android people. So I, I'm really setting myself up for failure. I should have known better. Moving forward, you know, all in you hindsight. Learn. Okay. So how did you know you were ready to date again? Like what were your, your signs? Your podcast is explicit, right? I could say these things. Oh yeah. Go okay, whatever. Amazing. <laughs> I just want to be sure, you know, I don't want to surprise anybody, but I feel like for me, when I realized I was ready to start like dating, because I feel like there's a difference between like, you know, like dating and fucking around. Um, I realized I wanted sex, but I didn't want one night stands. I was like, oh, like, but then you can't get sex without one night stands unless you're like kind of dating somebody. Right. So I was like, fuck, I guess this is it. Like, I guess I am ready to start dating. You're like the default answer is like, well, I guess it's time. <laughs> I guess I guess I'm ready to put myself out there. See, for me, like I, I'm trying to debate like where I think I am because I'm at the point where I think I'm ready to go mm-hmm. on dates to like feel them out. But I'm also yeah, like, yeah. men are kind of a lot of trash. So. <laughs> And then I'm like, I don't want to waste my time. Like, I enjoy my inner peace so much that I'm not into dealing with any man that's going to disturb no bullshit. my peace. Yeah, no, no bullshit. bullshit. I don't have time for it. So I think, like, now I'm, like, dip my toes in very slowly. I'm not mm-hmm. unopposed to it, but I'm, like, also not actively seeking it, which I think is why I'm, like, not on the apps type of okay, thing. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm not unopposed to dating, but I'm not, like, dying to have a partner right now. You know, it's like, it would be nice because like, like I said, nights are lonely, you know? <laughs> and it's just like nice to have someone to talk to. Yeah. Especially like, I feel like once I get back to the city, I'm just excited to, you know, like have somebody to like go on dates and like try, like I'm a big foodie, right? It's so, like a big part of dating for me is like, let's try this new restaurant. Like, let's go here. Let's try this. And like, I just like want a solid partner who's going to be down to do all of that with me. Right. And then I was like, oh, I get fuck, that. that's like, I was like, that's not like one night stand shit. Like that is kind of dating. You have to like Ugh. go on dates with this person like, that go to the restaurant. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I guess that, I guess that is what I'm looking for right now. Oh, self-reflection. I'm very curious. We're going to have to definitely have another episode where we talk about dating in the city, because now that you're going to be single, you're going to be dating in New York City, which I've heard lots of things about. So I'm very curious for us to like talk about what it's like being single dating in a city, because I have a fuck ton of stories just on that alone. (laughs) So I'm from New York, so you know. And I'm from New York. So I'm like super curious because I think we had like a discussion earlier. It's like, people that work like in the finance district or they're all Jewish, you know, or both. They're they're both. They're like Jewish finance boys. And I'm like, cool. But also like, what? I didn't realize it was that prevalent. I'm like swiping on, like I'm on Hinge and I'm like going through all these people and it's either they're Jewish or they're spiritual. And like, uh, which I'm like, so are you, you were were raised Jewish and you're no longer practicing is what you're telling me. (laughs) Exactly. And then in, in... Freaking Atlanta, because a lot of Atlanta is very much, it's like a transient city. Everybody moves into Atlanta, the metro Atlanta area, because like metro Atlanta is a different, it's a different breed and like bumfuck nowhere is everything outside of Atlanta. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then like two different worlds like, okay. really it's two different worlds i'm like okay these people are progressive they like have their shit together they're not yes. yeehaws with like confederate flags like flying yeehaw. around that's the first time I'd, when we were instagram damning earlier and you called someone a yeehaw that was the first time i had heard that term being used and i lost my shit i like actually started laughing i loved it it's so that it's is a perfect term. thing it's a thing. So, like, now in the city, you get, like, the tech people that work for, like, a decently sized company. And they're like, oh, I like, I'm, like, a finance. I, I'm, i like, doing well, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. Like, I'm also doing well. You're, not, you're doing nothing mm-hmm. for me by telling me that you are, like, sustainable and whatever. And then there's, like, the southern boys that are like, I just... I just want somebody who will be like a stay-at-home wife, yeehaw. And I'm like, oof, oof. <laughs> like, gotta You're not go. the wrong girl. Gotta blast. Like, I absolutely don't want it. So that's that's dating here, which is absolutely – like I said, I'm, I'm still single, so it's obviously not working out too well for me. One day. Good, greater things are meant for us. One day. I'm just convinced that either, like, my partner is in, in Georgia – or, like, I'm going to meet them, like, in a fleeting, like, traveling. All of the men that I've had, like, some sort of interest in, like, they've been in a different city. Like, I was talking to a dude in Austin mm. for a little bit. I talked to this guy that lived in Toronto because I was swiping on Tinder because Tinder lets you, like, pick your location during quarantine season. So really? Oh, I was, oh, wow. I, mm. I was like, okay, well, today I'm going to be in Australia. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm gonna be in Spain and like finding all of the Spicy. hot men. Like, guys are beautiful people. Wait, but how long do you intend on being um in Georgia? Then do you think it's like your forever home or? Oh, absolutely not, absolutely not. So I've been here for quite. I've been here for a little bit. I moved here my in like middle school, and then I went to high school here, and then I went to college here. At this point, I'm trying to. I like my job and it's very, there's a lot of room for growth. So I want to be able to get myself to maybe like a senior advisory level. So maybe two or three more years. So that way I can move to Seattle because your, your girl knows Seattle's expensive. So I need like a high paying job to do that. Yours. I feel like your soulmate is in Seattle. I think so too. I think so. Like I, I really, so my sister lives in Portland, Oregon and she is, trying so hard to convince me to move out there when I'm done with like my stint in New York because it's like West Coast boys, chiller vibe, like a different kind of a different breed of men than New York City. And I am like starting to really just feel like my soulmate isn't in New York City. And like because I know I'm not gonna be here for more than like three to five years, I'm like, is it even worth it to like try dating? Because if I know I'm gonna move to the West Coast, am I setting myself up for failure here? Like is it even worth it? Oh my gosh, that we are the same because I have that same exact mentality. And then my friends are like, Nestle, but like, what if you meet your person? And, but if my person, we would be at a crossroads if I met my person and I told them like, I'm moving to somewhere else, Seattle. Mm -hmm. And that's a non-negotiable for me. Like, you're not going to tell me to not move. Jesus, maybe we're soulmates because my (laughs) ex and I broke up because we were at a crossroads. So we went, we met in college and I went to school, like I said, in like the Virginia, D.C. area. And pretty much why we broke up was because I was like, what are we like? Sure, long distance, like we can make it work, but there's no definitive end because I intend on staying in New York for like three to five years. And then I'm going to want to move back to the West Coast. I'm not moving back to Virginia. Like that just wasn't my vibe. And he, you know, for him, like he was born and raised in Virginia. And he was like, well, 
I don't want to just like pack up all my things, like move to LA right away. Like I'd want you here with me. And I'm like, I'm not moving to Virginia for you, dude. Like, and it sucked because it's like, it wasn't like there, okay, there were a few things wrong with our relationship, but I feel like the, like, like looking back retrospectively, it's been a few months. Like, yes, I see that. But the big, like the big thing looming over us was we just, our life goals weren't aligned. And so like, what am I supposed to do in New York? Every, like every first date be like BT dubs, like West coast. Like I'm going back at some point, you know, like how do you find somebody who's going to be like aligned? That's what I'm scared about. I'm like, maybe I'll just be alone forever. Which is like, eh, maybe oh, I feel that. And then I'm like, but I don't want to wait. I don't want to like not do mm-hmm. three years. Like what if I do some, find someone and I, I kind of am a firm believer in like, I'm, I don't think I'm wasting time. Yeah. Like if I meet someone and we date up until the point where I say, oh, I want to move to Seattle and they don't want to move. I don't necessarily consider that wasting time. Mm-hmm. But if it like doesn't end up working out, it's like, it's fine. Yeah. I learned something along the way. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, do I want to be emotionally invested in someone? That's okay. See, wow. We are on the same wavelength because a hundred percent, like I think it could be so much fun, like going through the, these experiences with someone and like growing, but like, yeah, if it doesn't work out and then you have to like move and go through a breakup and breakups are never fun. They're never easy. I'm like, do I want to put myself back in that pit? Which is like, obviously a very like pessimistic way to look at dating. But I feel like, you know, like we're in our twenties and we're like at that kind of like this weird, like liminal stage in our lives where it really is like when you date someone you break up or you get married and like it's a kind of weird it's like it's like yeah we're young we have all the time in the world but also like uh, you know like there are implications to these things right isn't it crazy to think like when you're with someone you're either like breaking up or you're getting married or if you and if you get married like it's a 50 50 shot of whether or not you get divorced isn't that wild Look, really, this is just reaffirming my fears of commitment. <laughs> you know, we love that for us. <laughs> we're young. Uh, we're, we're young. And I'm like, I'm, I definitely, I think I, t- I talked about in my previous episode where I feel as though like I could be 30 and single and I'm like, I'd still be a bad bitch. Like I'm oh, still yeah. a catch at whatever yes. age. Oh my God. No, I loved your episode on that when, where it was like, you, you don't reach a certain age and then all of a sudden you're like undesirable. A hundred percent. I agree. It's so crazy. Okay. So with dating, do you think you have a type? Because like I have a type. It's really bad for me. It's really bad. So what's your type? It's really bad. So, hmm. <laughs> So, like, I feel, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but I'm Filipino-American. My parents moved here from the Philippines. I was born in America. And there was kind of this just, like, under, not understanding, but expectation more so that I would marry another Filipino, like, for cultural reasons. But I have just never been into Filipino guys. Like, it's just, they're not my type. Like, really, like, I just can't. And there's this running joke that the Philippines is so small that you're like probably somehow related to everybody. And that's like a genuine fear of mine. My sister's first kiss, we discovered he's like our third cousin, which like is, you know, and like we found out after, and like, to be fair, they're like best of friends now. They kissed in like the seventh grade, but we were cleaning out. This was when my sister's in high school. So years after we we're cleaning out my grandma's um, garage and we found a family tree and recognized my grandma's like a maiden name somewhere down the tree that was our um like my sister's first kiss last name and like we did some digging and like yeah like somehow like we're like third cousins like twice removed or something 
And that shook me to my core. And so I never, I can't, I'm not attracted to Filipinos anymore. It like, it scarred me. It ruined it. (laughs) It ruined it. I, I feel, I like, don't know what it is, but every guy I've dated seriously since college has been a white man, which I really hate. I need to shake it up a bit. I'm, I don't I, know. We're there, girl. <laughs> I like. I really do need to shake it up a bit. I don't know what it is. I'm just a sucker for like blue and green eyes. Like they get. Do you me like blonde time. hair? I don't. See, here's the thing. I've never dated a blonde. I've okay. had a few blondes, but I've never dated a blonde. I can't even do. I can't even do that. Like a blonde is just. It's not into. I'm not into it. It's interesting. I don't know why. Just like I'm okay. So I'm not leading into. Ooh, I t- Ooh. I don't know why. Oh, oh my god, I talked to one ginger. He was a. I call him. Fuck it, whatever. I call him Delta Ben <laughs> because his name is Ben. <laughs> he works at Delta. It's fine. I Delta hope you listen ben. to this actually, so I can tell you how wild I think you are. Anyways, so the one ginger I talked to, we. He would never make plans to actually hang out with me. We would talk. Ugh. We would say, oh, we should actually hang out. And then we wouldn't hang out, right? I okay. That. So Take then action, last man. summer, I went to Chicago f- with, like, my best friend. She lives in Wisconsin. But I was like, sis, I'm never going to Wisconsin. That's we fair. can meet in Chicago. <laughs> I think that's a very fair exchange. Exactly. I'm like, you're two hours from Chicago. I'll meet you there. We can have like a weekend. So I go to Chicago. We have like a fun weekend. I like, I posted it on my Snapchat story and he replies back and he's like, I'll meet you in Chicago because he works for, exactly. He, but he works for Delta. So he gets a free flight. It's like, it makes sense in my head. But I'm like, you are trying to come to Chicago, but you won't even meet me in Atlanta. He wouldn't meet me in Atlanta. Why? he was just like super fl- I don't I don't understand. I can't rationalize this. Like I don't understand why he's like this. So, that was like a thing. And then I said we can hang out when I'm back in the city. Guess who never hung out? This man. Oh, flaky Ben. We hate that. And then I like posted my first like when I was starting my podcast, he said he'd listen. Um <laughs> I don't know if he actually listened. He might have. <laughs> And if not, I'm going to post the snippet on my on my personal Instagram. Hit a girl up. Prove us wrong. Give us some faith in uh, men and humanity and hit a girl up. You better not fly I'm somewhere. Like, Nestle. She's right Exactly. I'm like, I don't, what are you wrong with you? But anyways, besides that, my type isn't, I do gravitate towards white men, but I'm not like not opposed to any exactly. race. But it, it's because of like the type that I like, which is like a tech nerdy guy. Me too. Oh my god, me too. We are oh, we are there. Oh my god, that's hilarious. But so that just so happens to be like a, like a little engineer. Exactly, exactly. Like an engineer, someone super nerdy. They just happen to be like white men. That's that's usually right, no, and like it's not like we're like looking for white men. I'm just like okay, I want you to be like smart and successful, right? Like I can't be the only ambitious one in this relationship. I like when a guy is, like, doing something really cool and smart, like engineering. Um, and, you know, I love a good tall man, I will say. But here's my thing, man. too. I'm, like, generally, like, pretty into fitness. And so, like, it's so hard trying to find, like, like a wholesome engineer that's, like, also buff. You know? Like, oh, that's not happening. Ch- we, can't, we can't check every box. But I feel like now when I'm, 
like swiping I have like a list and like they need to be hitting a few things on this list like I want them to have like I don't even care about the college degree like do they have a good job and like do they take care of themselves and are they liberal that's all I need Ooh, that's interesting okay my check marks oh that's interesting okay so I would say that a check mark for me will definitely have to be a degree just because I'm uh like the first generation to have like have a degree um so I would want to be able to build that and like statistically and like there's like research that shows that if you marry someone that also has a degree like you're more your family's more likely to you know do all the things Mm -hmm. so that's like something that I'm I'm really into okay so they need to have a degree my second thing is they need to be taller than me my but okay so I'm like not this isn't like a a deal breaker for me you at least need to be my height I don't really wear heels that often and I'm Mm -hmm. five six so like if you were you can be at least five six that's I don't think that's like a hard feat for anybody you absolutely need to be a liberal I thank you yes you also need and while being liberal you also need to be able to acknowledge if it's a white man you need to be able to acknowledge your privilege privilege. and I would prefer that you also acknowledge your privilege and then actively like try to dismantle the the fucking shit that you're going like white men are doing I need I need that I need I need a man who is going to check his privilege and not be complacent within the privilege like I want him to be like actively you know like thinking about these issues in the world and how lucky he is and like if he is in a position of power to do anything to like advocate like I need this man to be an ally for sure exactly I need that I absolutely need that and so I think and I think that's that's about it Hmm. Oh, okay. (laughs) Religion. Okay. I, so I consider myself agnostic. I know there's also, there's like another term for the people that really just don't care like that much about religion. Like I am more specific about like what I think a good person Mm -hmm. is composed of. Yeah. um, Rather than religion. Like I'm not opposed to going to church, but you, I, for me, someone couldn't be like super die hard because I'm like, oh. That would be a lot for me. Yeah, and I just – I don't think it would be fair for the other person because we can't reciprocate with the same enthusiasm and respect that, like, they would want a partner to. I'm I'm the same. I was raised Catholic, but I consider myself more, like, agnostic now. And so, like, I, like, wouldn't want that to be a friction point ever, you know? Exactly. Okay, so I have another, like – it's kind of like rapid fire, but it's also a more like thought provoking question. Ooh. Okay, what would your ex warn anybody that dates you about you? Um, oh fuck, I'm like trying to think. I've only had like two like really big boyfriends. Okay, and I'll go first. Different. They have very different opinions, so yes, let me. me oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I haven't been in like a long term relationship, but I know there's something about me that I know people are be like, oof. I am very. I'm not like a super romantic type I'm and I'm very passive I'm not passive aggressive but I just like I just don't care I don't get in arguments I'm just like whatever so I think it's I'm like easy to also like cancel you (laughs) so so I feel like it's very so people would be like oh like she's cold and I think that would be like the term for me okay so the guy that I dated in college he would probably say that I could lose um how do I phrase this without like completely 
So basically there were a few times in college and obviously college, different time. I was a very different person that I would lose a little bit of control due to alcohol and that he would have to come get me and like, he'd have to take care of me. I think that's something he'd warn is like, oh, you might have to take care of her a lot. But I've really turned things around and I'm like really not like that anymore. But that's probably the Also, one it was college. Was- Everybody was like a little unhinged. <laughs> he, no, he was like the most straight edge engineering man I know. Love him. Like, I still care a lot about him. We're like acquaintances still. But like, okay. he, I definitely put him through the ringer. Like, I was not easy to handle at all. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Um, <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> Um, and then my most recent ex, um, would probably say that I'm really fucking stubborn. He'd be like, like, it's hard. It's like when we get into an argument, like I won't back down. I I won't. And it's not, it's not a fun thing to have to go through. I'm sure. So he'd probably be like, this bitch is crazy stubborn. So how you, how would you guys navigate through arguments? Uh, You don't, you just didn't navigate through (laughs) We would argue and then we'd have sex. Like, we wouldn't resolve anything. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's a little that's a little toxic, but, like, hey. <laughs> and it's over now. And I have all the hindsight. It would be, it would really have to, like, be him being, like, we, you need to, like, stop and, like, hear me out. Because I definitely would get in the, like, heat of the moment and, you know, like, interrupt him while he's trying to say his piece. And then, like, I'd get mad at him when he tried to interrupt me and he would really have to be, like, you need to, like, really calm down like this is not okay and I'd be like okay fine like rein it in Lauren rein it in but we had we definitely had like a very fiery relationship compared to the relationship I was in prior damn that that sounds like it's worth like a reality tv show (laughs) that's the vibe that I'm getting but also like the only reason I had liberal in my checklist I didn't care before was because he was a conservative and it caused a lot of issues People don't think it matters, but it no, does. I didn't think it matter, and then it caused so many issues. There's so so many issues. I don't understand. I can, I personally couldn't do it. I know like a friend that dates someone who's also a conservative, and they just like don't talk about it. But that's the thing. We we wouldn't talk about it, and when we did, we'd argue. Yeah, or we would, or there would be a social issue that is like the line in the sand for a conservative versus a liberal and then then it comes out like it's going to come out in some way shape or form I agree like the more you try to ignore it the worse it's going to be when something does bubble up and happen and you know like I, I have nothing against conservatives like I'm not saying that they're bad people but we just definitely like our relationship suffered a lot because of our political differences and you know he was one of those white men that did not check his privilege and that became an issue you hate to see it. You hate to see it. That's wild. Okay. So since we're both single now and it's quarantine season, you know, everybody's on the apps. So what yes. are your initial thoughts on the apps? So the apps, I've actually only downloaded Hinge and I recently downloaded Bumble um, at the encouragement from some of our friends. And I, because I know that I'm not just looking for, like, sex and fuckboys, I haven't downloaded Tinder. I feel like that's still kind of the vibe, right? Like, I feel like- It is. Tinder is still, right? Okay. Because that's what it was in college. And so I just assume it's probably worse even now, like, being out of college. Um, but I think I, like, hinge the most because I feel like it, it, I mean, dating apps are surface level. Like, we can't, 
mitigate that. But I feel like Hinge is a little less surface level than the other ones because you have to like like something specific on their profile and like it's it's a lot more selective in that sense. But I've no, I've still encountered plenty of fuckboys. I have so many stories and screenshots. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe this is just hopeless. So uh. <laughs> yeah. honestly. I feel like across the board, like, there's, like, less on Hinge for sure, but the, the fuckboys, they're everywhere. You can't they're everywhere. stop them. Fuckboys so everywhere. For, so for me, like, I've never seriously used Tinder simply because I really just don't like the interface. I don't think it's That's intuitive. True. It's kind of ugly and blocky. I like a modernized view. So, like, the tech girl in me is, like, not into it. I like Hinge because it's clean and I it's don't so mind pretty. the interface, but also, like, Men just don't put the time and effort into crafting a good profile. So Thank you, I agree. They're like, I am overly competitive about everything. How many, if like that was a drinking game, I would actually be dead. <laughs> I would die like, from alcohol. I'd I love to sit and watch The Office. Like so the many Office? Guys. I'm over and it. Everybody, oh my, I just, oh my God. And Wait, then they I post like, okay, we'll, we'll get into that really quickly. Okay, so, and then, like, Hinge, there first, well, I think that's across the board. Like, men don't know how to take pictures. No. Like, oh. I'm just like, what? Half the profiles like, profiles because it's so badly curated. It's so bad. I'm like, you, you could have, like, four good shots, and I'd be fine. But, like, Hinge, you need to have six, so they're, like, forced to put, like, I know. ugly pictures. Or, like, so that's why the I, guys that throw up a meme, I'm like, stop it. Or the guy that posts the same picture like six times in like different variations. We love that for them. They're <laughs> <laughs> like just selfies at different angles. Exactly. I'm a fan of Bumble just because I'm like a copy paste queen. And like I know that men are just out here. Also, there's something that I, I like have an issue with Bumble because it's fundamentally made for women. They say it's, like, designed for women, but it's really designed for men. Like, yeah, the women make the first move, but all you are – all you're doing is, like, creating, like, this bachelor-esque type of vibe for men to be able to oh, pick I and choose. thought about it like that. The type, the type of, like, women they want. So all they do is swipe right. I know so many guys that do this. They swipe right on literally – they swipe right on literally everyone and they just let the messages come in. And then from there, that's how they're filtering who they actually want to talk to. And I'm like, yeah, you're trying to empower women to message first. Yeah, sure. But then these men get to decide who they actually want to talk to. It's crazy. Oh my God, Nestle, you just like ruined Bumble for me and not in a bad way, but I just, I never thought about it like that from like the men's perspective. And I'm so shook right now. Men love Bumble. They love it. Yeah, absolutely. That's why that, that's like the plus side of Hinge because like they actually have to put some sort of effort so, into it. Like even if it's like the most menial amount of effort, I feel like it is more selective. It's a little bit more selective rather than like the man just like like sitting, and especially now when like everybody's on the apps, just like sifting through. They they are just like at their disposal, like thirty that's plus true. women. Oh, I hate that. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, that's crazy. So yeah, that's, you know, the apps are the apps. You said you had a fun in Hinge story. So let's hear that. Oh my God. So here's, here's my thing. I'm a big dog person, right? I love dogs. If you have a cute dog, I, I might just like you for your dog. Um, and there's this guy and he was actually like really, really cute. 
And so I like liked him, but I didn't know what photo to like. And he had a picture of a golden retriever up. And so I, I grew up with a golden retriever. So I commented, oh my goodness, like I grew up with a golden retriever. And he replies, I, I have to be honest with you. I don't have a golden retriever. I'm just using his photo for this app. Excuse me? Why? I got catfished <laughs> again. Via dog. <laughs> Honestly, I always wondered, and you just kind of solidified it for me. I I love animals, but I'm not someone that will swipe right because they also like that won't be the tipping point for me. So it's crazy that you, <laughs> that's like it for you. That's hilarious. And then there's this is the only other one. So this guy, I thought he seemed really wholesome. Like went to a good school. We seemed like we had a lot in common based on our profiles. And the first thing he says is, "I'll show you mine if you show me yours." Winky face. Like that's not wholesome. First of all, what does that even mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm new to this whole thing. I'm like, is this a code? Like, what am I missing here? They they want he wants to. I don't know why men like like to just volunteer their penis. I don't want to see it. It's no. not cute. Oh, 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 dick pics. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> there has never been a time where I was like, oh, that's nice. Right? Like, thanks for the surprise. Right. Never. No. No. Like, like no. Do, do they just have that, like, at the ready? Okay, that's a very good question. I'm like, any men listening to this, do you just have, like, a stockpile of dick pics? They do. Like, I'm convinced. Really? Or, like, okay. one, you know, like, girls, they, like, get their phone out. I'm like, damn, I look good today. Like, I feel like they say that about their penises and they're like, damn, my dick looks good today. Let's get a picture. That is so wild. (laughs) And it's like, no girl likes dick pics. No girl is like, send them my way. And if there are, it's a very small minority of like women because I, the vast majority have always told me that like they could go without it. So I don't know what they're trying to, what they're trying to do here. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Hard pass. So, on the topic of first dates, like, what's your ideal first date? Oh, okay. So, I feel like, I feel like uh, committing to a meal for a first date is really a commitment because that's like, right, right, because it's like money and like and time and like, uh, like you're kind of stuck over dinner. It's not like coffee where you could like run if things are like really going poorly. So, I feel like my like ideal we're the same. Right would be and like not even drinks like fuck that like I don't want to like think that I like you because I've had three glasses of champagne you know what I mean so I would love just like an afternoon coffee let's take a like let's take a walk by a park let's grab coffee like sit like have a picnic I don't know like do something simple that's like quick and easy that could like easily be right like coffee could be minimum thirty minutes maximum like hours if you wanted it could turn into more but it's like a slow subtle start what about you I don't know is that weird of me. Is that a, like, no, a hot take? I'm, I don't know these I'm literally, it's a hot take, but I'm also with you. I don't commit to, I don't mind drinks. I think they're kind of boring. And like, I I feel like I'm like kind of awkward sometimes, especially with men, that I need to have, I need to be doing something. So like, I don't mm. mind drinks, but like, I'll just like sit there awkwardly. And I absolutely will not do dinner because you will not catch me dedicating at least 45 minutes to a dinner date and like when I know I can tell if I dislike you within like the first 10 minutes Thank you. exactly like the vibe check is so real it's so easy to suss a person out within like the first 10 or 15 minutes of like whether or not 
this is going to be like worth it or not. And you don't want to have to be stuck waiting for your food. Right. And then like, like the check thing. First of all, I, I hate the check. thing. I, can we talk about it? <laughs> I hate it. So okay. Awkward. I don't, I, there has never been a time where I've navigated through this without like feeling like embarrassment in my soul. <laughs> okay. So I, I would honestly prefer to pay my half on a first day. I'm just going to be On a first day. I agree. Because I don't like this idea that you pay for the date so you feel like like you have a one-up on me. And because I could, like, dislike you after the first date, I don't want to owe you anything. So, and, like, whether or not I even like you. So I don't want you to feel like, oh, even though, truthfully, I don't care what these men think. But (laughs) I don't want them to feel like, oh, like, you went on this date with me and then you didn't like me and just used me for for dinner. Just used me for dinner. No, no, sir. I don't want that. But then, so I've also been on dates and like, it was like, fine. You didn't say anything, but I've also been on dates where like, I just didn't say anything, didn't do anything. He's just like, he's just like paid. And like, it really was like, nothing was wrong with it. Like I felt kind of weird about it. I feel bad. Cause I just feel like first dates, it's not like you like each other enough to be paying for dinner for each other, you know, like, which is why another reason why I don't like going on them. Exactly. Oh, too much expectations. I'm just trying to like suss you out, chill, get to know you without pressure. And that's my thing too. Why I prefer coffee over like happy hours because like when you're like at a loud kind of crusty bar, like how much are you going to learn about a person? Okay. So the one date that I've ever liked, I planned it and it was a scavenger hunt. And I went to like this cute indie shop and they had like very like Atlanta themed places. So like one is like the Beltline, which is like, like the walking trail in the city. A couple of them are like a cemetery, like Oakland Cemetery, which is where they film a lot of movies at. So like a bunch of like different places like that. So I went on one where I gave them, I was like, do you want to go on a scavenger hunt? I literally like copied and pasted this to a bunch of men on Bumble. And I was just like, let's, let's go. Someone do it because I was going to like vlog it. Uh, <laughs> I never, I vlogged it, but I never actually did anything. With I want to see it. it. No, you need to make a really YouTube video because I want to see it. That would be so fun. So I, yeah, I went, we were like, okay, let's go. We did the Beltline one. There's a bunch of like bars on the Beltline. So I said, let's meet at this brewery. We'll get a couple of drinks. And then we're going to take our drink and then we're going to go do the scavenger hunt. And like, that was like the one date that I was like, oh, I really like this. But aside from that, I, I like, I like coffee dates. They're fine. Regardless of the date, whether it be drink or not, I'm going to take a shot before I start the date. Yes. Like I bring, I buy like the little like $1.99, like shot, like it's like a shot and a half and I will yeah, chug it. <laughs> I will chug it before a day. I don't care what the date is. We could literally be getting drinks and I'm going to do it. You have oh, to I'm in the same because- way. It, like, it's the liquid courage that, like, like first dates are already fucking awkward, right? So, like, you might There's as no well winning. get a shot in and, like, be at ease, right? I'm the same way. I do it, too. I'm guilty of it. It's fine. And especially, like, my type being, like, nerdy engineers. Like, I, for the most part, end up having to carry the conversation because these men don't know how to talk. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. oh, so I'm like, okay, I, I'm like, let me get my liquid courage going because I'm going to have to, like, ask you a fuck ton of questions. You, you have to drive the conversation with these more, like, introverted men. And I, yep, I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm going to go it's through like, this. 
But is it not exhausting? Because it's, it's so exhausting. exhausting. I just like, ugh. But that's why when we, when we find like the one that like everything is going to like fall into place, it will be worth it. That's true. I just, at the moment, I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this life. This is, this is not it for me. So we'll see. Okay. What are your opinions on kissing on the first date? Okay. So here's, here's my thing. I feel like I, there's, there's one date that just came to mind. Um, and this guy was the sweetest boy from like Southern Texas and just like gentlemen like to his core and what I really appreciated is like he walked me back to my car after we had gotten drinks and he said like may I kiss you like I like and like I was just like whoa I've never had a guy like ah like which is like depressing right and like my 22 years of life I've never had a guy be like can I kiss you no like he like asked and I was like yeah <laughs> like sure also it's like crazy because I've had people that have experienced someone asking them and they've been turned off by the fact that they asked interesting I thought maybe because like his vibe was very like sweet and like very like just like genuine you know like I can tell he like di- he really wasn't pressuring me like he just he was like so nice about it like I I really was into that and like kissed him but yeah, I, I feel like it really depends on how the date goes. Because, like, yeah, like, if it ends up being really shitty and he leans in, and you best believe cheek is turning and I'm peacing out. Oh, my God. I don't even do cheek is turning. You're going to get a hug. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. <sighs> okay, but but then the preacher's pat, which is, which is, like, hug them and, like, pat them on the back. That's what I call a preacher's pat. It's hilarious. I love, I love that. doing that. Okay, so I don't. I'm, like, not opposed to it. It's definitely, like, read the vo- like read the room type of situation. Yeah. Like, if you can tell that I'm into it. But also, like, men will just try it regardless. No, men will just shoot their fucking shot. It's obnoxious. It's just, like, no. But, like, the one person who, like, I went on several dates with him and then he, like, ended things because we were too different. That's a, oof, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Um, we went on five dates. Oh, nothing. Wow ever happened nothing Whoa. not a kiss wait not nothing. five nothing. dates five five dates that was i was just like that upset me a little i was like do you even like me <laughs> oh my god and but i think he was like super shy because like my thing is like engineers but usually i haven't actually dated someone who was an engineer but actually in the workforce my thing has always been grad students Oh, I love because a good grad student. <laughs> I love a good grad student. But my like my main reason for the grad student is because I like I'm someone that doesn't really want to see someone all the time anyway. So I would prefer for you to be busy because busy your girl boy. is gonna be busy. <laughs> like, I love I, that. I'm going to I have plans with my friends, and if I'm not having plans with my friends, I also want my me time. So you, That's you so need boring. to be okay. Oh my god. Yes, yes. I need a man who's independent and isn't going to be blowing my shit up every second of the day because we're living separate lives I don't need to I don't need to tell you where I am at what time of day who I'm with what I'm eating because that will just piss me off like we cannot be codependent like that like no live your life I have a life so you need to go live your life (laughs) right and I think if you have no ambition if you're just sitting there like complacent like no it's not gonna go well it's not it for me I I'm completely with you it's so yeah, so he was, like, awkward, which is fine, like, because whatever. I knew that going <laughs> we into it. We know the type. <laughs> we know the type. But it was just fascinating, like, 
you never made a move. So to this day, I'm just like, is there something? Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm that's so like very, very curious for me. I'm very curious. As, so I don't know what was going on there. Okay. So lastly, I asked my, my Instagram fam to give me some red flag or deal breakers for you and I to answer. So I have like a couple and then I think I have one in my head because this will be fine. Okay. okay but are you ready? Oh, here we go. I'm ready. Hit me. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker. They prefer to sit on the same side of the booth as you. Red flag. I wouldn't say that's a deal breaker, but it's really fucking weird. I'd be like, <laughs> so if there's a second day, I'd be like, next time you're sitting across from me. Like, that's not it. What about you? Okay. What do you think? This is a deal breaker for me. <laughs> and I just like, <laughs> I just can't do it. So I also have this thing that my first dates, if it is going to be at like a drinks bar mm-hmm. type of situation, we need to be at a tabletop and I want to sit diag to you. Yeah. That's my thing. Not across yeah. because it feels like an interview, but not like in a booth Wait, side to side because that's point. fucking weird. Well, there we have it. <laughs> that's honestly really true. I Yeah, so I can't do it. So that might be a deal breaker for me. I also like actively roast anytime I see people sitting on the same side of the booth. Yes, me too. I'll call them out. So I, so I feel like I could, well, okay. So maybe red flag the first time around because I'll just tell you that it's weird. But then like, but if, if it becomes mean, like, a thing like where they're not like, a habit. not a thing. Right. Then it's going to be a deal breaker because like I refuse because I know I'm talking shit. <laughs> so I can't, yes. I can't be out here. I, I know other people are going to be talking shit. They're going to be like, what is that couple doing right there? Like, what the fuck? I, and I don't blame them because it's weird. It's absolutely weird. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker. They're really into astrology. Fuck, that might be a deal breaker for me. Girl, I'm with you. <laughs> it's, it's not it. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not super into astrology like I, I like I get it like I know what my sign is and like you know like I'll joke around and be like uh like mercury in retrograde like uh but like I'm not like I don't live breathe eat like oh my like astrology horoscope today said this like that won't derail me if it was like a bad reading so if a guy is like really into it I'm just no it's not it so uh, people uh, I've never come across a male saying this but the people that think that like the world is different because Mercury's in retrograde and like they swear by it and they won't acknowledge their their choices their poor choices in life because they say this is well Mercury's in retrograde I'm like no bitch you're weird you're crazy (laughs) yeah I'm like that's not that's not it so I I couldn't do it I couldn't do it I agree I've I oh I've gone on a date with a guy that has asked me my sign and I'm like I'm a Capricorn um, I have, like, a very baseline idea of, like, Capricorn characteristics. Yeah. I, but I don't know anything about it. And God forbid, you will not catch me looking at any, like, horoscope thing. Because it's literally people that get paid to write some vague-ass description day-to-day day about, like, a Capricorn. is No. So that's not it. So know. it's a deal-breaker. No. We're on the same no. page. It's just, I can't do it. Okay, next one. Red flag or deal breaker? They asked to borrow five dollars. Deal breaker. What the fuck? Especially if it's like a first date. Like, what am I? Your ATM? No, stop it. This would be inherently strangers. We're strangers. Right. Inherently, it would be a deal breaker for me because solely because if you can't even have five dollars in your bank account, that's an issue. We've got other things. We've got other issues we have, to handle. We have other issues. I 
unless it was a case where they needed to have cash. That's the only logical explanation. That's fair. A lot of places in New York are like cash only. So like, I get that, but it's like, are you going to offer to Venmo me? Like, you know, what's the situation here? Oh yeah. If I give you $5 cash and like, you don't even offer to Venmo me, like that would be a very strong red flag for me. I don't think I'd deal break that. I'd be like, okay. Mm. Mm. Like a little sus, but I, I think I'd be able to live with it. But if you just need $5 because you don't have $5. Like, why'd you agree to go on this date? Your coffee is going to be $5. Like what? Oh my God. Another, hmm. this is, okay, this is interesting because red flag or deal breaker, they don't pay on the first date. What's that for you? If they don't. Or offer to pay. If they the don't offer to pay, a little bit of a deal breaker because I feel like it's just like. It's just common courtesy. Like, on every first day, I will offer to pay or split. I'll be like, oh, like, are we splitting? Like, what do you want to do? So if he just assumes that, like, I'm going to pay, like, what the fuck? Right. That's fair. I'm the same way. My, and, like, a pet peeve of mine is for nine times out of ten, I want a coffee first date. So if you can't even offer to pay for my $5 latte, then what are we doing? I agree. I agree with that. I just, it's just grind my gears this one guy we went on a date and he just like like let me like swipe my car I, like, I was all about it I was like ooh and he just let me do it I was like mm, I'm never gonna speak to you again <laughs> ready to get ghosted you wanna get ghosted 101 do that boys <laughs> okay red flag or deal breaker his ex closely resembles you deal breaker I don't want you to have like a type type I mean like I get it I'm like guilty of having like a type but I'm not gonna date somebody that looks just like my ex you know like I would that would just freak me out but also do that though which is crazy when you're a person of color it's especially sensitive because like I don't want to be fetishized for like my ethnicity or the way that I look and if you only go for like petite tan Asian girls I know that you are fetishizing whether you admit it or not like you can say you have a type but like to some degree there's some fantasies You're going on in your head that I am not going to be complicit in. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. And I completely agree. And that just makes me think of homeboy that I mentioned earlier that's been sliding in my DMs. I went yes, to is. look at his Instagram and he only follows black women. And he, he also follows like the fitness models. But it's just like black women with a fat ass. Like, like, I, like I know what it's you're doing so, here. It, it's such a turnoff. I'm just like, oh, like, I get it. Like, P- like POCs, we're bomb. Like, I get it. But right. don't fetishize me. Like, it's weird. <sighs> okay. Red flag or deal breaker? They only want to talk to you at night. Red flag. Ooh, please elaborate. Because I feel like I get that, like, so there's this guy, one of my quarantine buddies. He's a doctor. And so we could only talk at night. Oh, that's um, fair. Because he's working 14-hour shifts, and, like, I get it. So, like, it'll be, like, 1 a.m. his time. And I know he's not trying to booty call me, obviously. Like, this is just the only time he's free. But if it, like, was just some, like, random guy and, like, he'd only hit me up at night, I'd be like, "Mm, a little bit of a red flag. Like, is this just, like, a booty call for you? But I feel like, yeah, it's, like, so dependent on the situation. Because, like, I'm kind of the same way. Like, when I'm working at my 9 to 5, like, when especially when I'm in the office, like, my phone is on do not disturb. Like, I'm focused. And, like, I'm not going to get to any text messages until, like, 6.30 p.m. But if it's, like, late at night, like, if you're sending me, like, a, what you doing at uh, 1.30 a.m., 
no, no, sir. I know what's on your mind. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, I never thought about in like a situation where their job like prohibits them from only talking to a certain period. I would be able to understand that. That makes a exactly. lot of sense to me. It's the exception. But if you also work like a nine to five, I could see you not wanting to talk throughout the day. For me, like it kind of depends. I will answer my phone for the most part because I'm always on it. So for me, it's like, uh, I can't, yeah, might I can't as well. justify. Like, can't ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'll, like, I'll answer it. Um, but like, if you want like quick responses, like after five o'clock, I need like an hour, like a decompressed time. Exactly. And then like, I'll like answer your question, your thing. But if you hit me up, like only at night, like 10 PM plus, like nah. 10 PM plus, that's a good, that's a good like marker. Absolutely not. And like, it's a deal breaker. I can't do it because I know what you want. No. And that's fine if that's what you want, but you're not going to get it from me. <laughs> exactly. You preach it, sis. Same boat. Same here. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker? They're shorter than you. Deal breaker. Oh my God. That's deal really breaker. shitty of me to say. <laughs> it's okay. 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 I was like, oh, I really feel bad about things. But I'm 5'2. It's not hard to be higher, like taller than 5'2. Okay. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason. Right? Like, I'm not asking for a lot here. Yeah, that's fine. I'm 5'6". You can be my height. I would prefer not, but you can't be shorter than me. I just I just can't do it. It's weird. Um, okay. I agree. Red flag or deal breaker? They've never been in a relationship. Huh. I feel like red flag because I totally get when you're just, like, super busy in school and then, you know, like – we're at that age where so many people are like focused on their hustles, their careers. So I, I like wouldn't be surprised if there are some like really genuinely cool guys out there that just like haven't been in a relationship because they've been too busy pursuing other things. Okay, I'm with you. I'm also red flag because it would be red flag dependent on age. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I have not been in a serious relationship and I'm 24. Primarily, a lot of that was in college. I was just like, these people just want to like shit their shit and I'm not into it. And they're like actually immature. And then the two years post-grad, I'm like, no, I'm too focused on like getting in a place where I feel comfortable. Like I want to focus on myself for two years. Yeah. And like now, now I'm ready. So like it would be fine. Like I would get that. But if you're like 32 and you just tell me you've like not found the person, why? <laughs> It wouldn't make sense to me. Okay, and then last, um, red flag or deal breaker. All their all their exes are crazy. I feel like red flag depending on the situation, because wow. because maybe this he just had bad taste and like you are the thing that's like you're his salvation. Like you're gonna be the one that like breaks the curse, or he's like a total ass and just is demeaning and is calling all of his exes crazy because he isn't seeing his own flaws. Okay. I, I it's a deal breaker for me I totally get the latter part and that that's why it's a deal breaker for me because mm-hmm. my initial thought would be you're not introspective enough to be able to acknowledge that either one nine times out of ten there are crazy girls out there I'm, I'm not gonna deny but nine times out of ten you did some fucking shit to make a girl yes crazy. oh my god you unleash the crazy you did it so I'm like what'd you do like what was the impetus what made you because every girl has a little crazy in her exactly so- I'm like, what did you, yeah, that's such a, what did you do to fuck up? Like, what did you do? Like, <laughs> like my initial reaction is like, I'm going to take the girl's side. So tell me what the fuck you yes. did. 
I'm like, mm, they're like crazy. It's like, okay, tell me how. Like, what are they acting? And if it's saying shit like, oh, like she would text me all the time. We're like, you know, things that like aren't crazy when you're in a relationship. I'm like, okay, that's the deal breaker. You're like, yeah. I'm like, there's some, there, there it is. There's something wrong with you, buddy. We've acknowledged it. <laughs> okay, I think that's all that I have. So Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I want to give you the opportunity to plug all your things. So where can everybody find you? Oh, okay, okay. So my personal Instagram, if if you feel like following me, is laurenlapid.jpg. But my podcast is at rookies in the real world. Give us a listen. We're gonna have Nestle on the pod soon too, which is so exciting. But yeah, follow me there. I mean, I'm a graphic designer, so if you feel so inclined, you could check out my work at laurenlapid.com. But uh, that's all there is for me. I'm so happy I was on your podcast. Thank you. I am so glad that you came on. It actually went on. I like Googled you to, to like figure out what I wanted to do your like intro. So I was like, I was like, oh shit. Okay, girl. I was like very impressed. I was like, because me, I have no graphic design. I can't even, I'm just, my ass is just using Canva. I'm just like, yeah. Oh my gosh, you use Canva well though. I love your gram. So you're doing it well. You're doing it right. Thank you. I'm trying. So I was like, okay, I love that. So yes, everyone, be sure to follow Lauren at Rookies in the Real World. And her personal Instagram is laurenlapid.jpg. She's putting out incredible content. And it's the best thing to get into while we're in quarantine because what else the fuck are we doing? So you might as well just like enjoy her Instagram and listen to her podcast. It's amazing. And then like, I'm going to be on it. Even more reason for you guys to listen. Thank you guys again for listening this week. And I will see you guys all next week. Later. Thank you for having me.